0: Welcome to Wrestling Chat with Friends. I highly anticipate a large dose of cowboy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Wrestling Chat with Friends.
1: (laughs) Forgot mine. I forgot mine.
0: I I love. I have one. First off. Thank you again for bringing us a little extra sound. You know, traditionally it is, it is only mouth noises for our, our intro. So your favorite Heel and Heels, Megan Rickman Blackwood, is thrilled to have a little bit of a soundboard going in the background. And so that immediately brings me to one of my favorite co-hosts, Elliot, the Collector. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, yo, nice. I'm here. I am present. I am accounted for. And most importantly, Megan, I am accountable that's I'm the ra- one I
0: like the
2: best. Thanks. I'm ready to go this week. The collector's choice sits right above me. I've added my two luchador masks to the collection. Nice. This, w- this one right here, legit, was tossed to me by a young Rey Mysterio back in 1998 <laughs> because a certain fan myself was able to be at the right place at the right time under the tunnel of the Richmond Coliseum. It's got a tear in it, and as he was walking to his car, he... And I got it. Anyway, it's definitely my most valuable piece of my collection, not my favorite, but I recognize that I have a really cool piece of memorabilia. And this over here, I received from a friend who, after training him at Capital One and us bonding over wrestling, he gifted me this mask that he had in his collection. So shout out John Tisdale. I'm sure he's out there listening. Let's talk wrestling, guys. Let's get it on.
0: Let's get in there. And uh, we're going to give Josh... Josh Tisdale? Was that his name?
2: John Tisdale.
0: John Tisdale. John Tisdale is formally now known, not formerly, formally now known at the Wrestling Chat with Friends pod as the Collector 2. Remember Fuego 2? He's Collector 2. And then that leads me to your favorite champion of champions. Cheats 12 belts. So so many belts. (laughs) So many belts.
1: belts. I am... Excited to be here. I am ready, coming off of a high of being around you, uh, Megan, and you, Elliot, for a little bit over the weekend for another live, live, exciting wrestling event. So I am ready, ready to go.
0: Absolutely. We had such a good time uh, visiting with UEW. We're going to recap that show later and talk a little bit about it. Um, But let's just jump right in. What are y'all popping for this week? It has been a magical week of wrestling, um, especially here in Richmond with the aforementioned UEW show. So, Elliot, I know you had a lot of pops over the weekend and uh, I am sure yesterday got you too. So what is your pop of the week?
2: My pop of the week, start to finish, was our interaction beginning with Gia Scott, the women's champion. Mm-hmm. She was a treat. She, We put her over. She put us over big time. She said she had never had a microphone stuck in her face before, and there's no way I could have believed that. She was a pro natural. Her promo skills are great. She is the current UEW champion still. She retained her title, and she was a treat to talk to, take pictures with. And um, I popped because she was one of the first interviews we did, and that was great. Gia Scott, women's champ
0: big up Gia the greatest damn woman Gia Scott she had an amazing match too I think we kind of threw it off because I'm pretty sure she was supposed to be the heel and we were like go Gia Gia yeah she and did. like people started really chanting for Gia and I think she was supposed to be the bad guy in that one so uh <laughs> our collective pop <laughs> changed the uh energy for, in for the room sure. for sure it did uh, Cheats, what about you? What has got you going this week in pro wrestling? What is your pop of the week?
1: So there are so many things I can choose from, but this is uh, – so I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a curveball. Okay. But it is wrestling chat with friends. And okay. one of our former friends had a huge, huge week of interviews. So I want to shout out our buddy, Muscleman Malcolm, as yeah. he secured – uh, some really, really cool interviews, a Leo Rush interview, a private party interview. Uh, he was doing some amazing stuff that I had to pop for. And mm. I, I sent him a really, uh, I sent him a nice note and he he responded back. But to see some of our friends doing some really, really cool things with some of the biggest in the industry uh, is my pop of the week. So Muscleman Malcolm, you are the pop of the week. He sat down with Leo Rush and it was everything I expected it to be. And he sat down with quite a few other folks as well. Private party. We've mm-hmm. got to get Private Party on the show. Isaiah Cassidy. All hip hop questions. We got to get you on the show, Isaiah Cassidy. But I that's my pop. That
0: Isaiah Cassidy. I feel like that's gonna reel him in. He's gonna be like, okay, I don't even have to talk about wrestling. No, nope. just talk we got, about hip hop. We to just Anything talk like- all
1: culture with Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, and obviously Private Party, and uh, you know, I mean, so, that was right. my pop.
0: I'm on board. I'm. I think it's. I think we need to make it happen. And is this time for your weekly uh, reminder of who you want to interview? Who's your big, big interview?
1: Every week, it's Darius Lockhart. Revolutionary I just That's just right. so, waiting. I feel
0: like we're going to do a master cut eventually, where it's like, cheats asking you know, a hundred times, D- and then Dar- you can't
2: say no. Darius, just end the madness and just go on the show. That was there all you go, thing.
1: Darius Lockhart. That's, right. That's it. Long I, too. Cassidy is well down, too, so I've got two on, on the list of dream guests for wrestling chat. Oh, while I'm doing that, I also there's amazing folks over at black wrestling podcast released their black wrestling top 50 and the world went crazy. Mm -hmm. And so they don't look, they are doing everything they do. They're amazing. Uh, But that, that list is awesome. And uh, the the response that they got from their black wrestling top 50, as it always is, they do it annually, but I just love it. So shout out to muscle bell, Malcolm and black wrestling. That's what I'm popping for this week.
0: Absolutely. And throw an extra little shout out in there for Victor. He, uh, as you guys know, he, we have loved and supported the wrestling club that he does at his school and he successfully completed another school year this year. So big shout out to our friend Victor and his wrestling club. Um, Make sure you follow all of those people. There is such good content out there. Um, There is such good alternative content. Like it's not the same like Four old white guys giving us takes anymore. Yes. Um, and I really appreciate how here at the pod we have reached out to a whole bunch of different people and building relationships to just like, we got to support each other. We got to put each other over. If that's what it's all about. Um,
2: most importantly, so start our, our page and then find all of our friends and follow them.
0: Find at, all the friends
2: at WCWF
0: pod. Yep. That's the one. Um, So my pop of the week, I feel bad because it's like super inside baseball. Um, So if it's still real to you, damn it, which it is to me, 98% of the time, I'm going to take this 2% um, and go behind the curtain a little bit. So we did get to go to UEW um, and we had pretty you know, free reign over walking around, doing what we wanted to do. Um, and I'm not going to say any names because I'm, I'm going to keep that at least part in the background. Um, but a one of the wrestlers that was competing in the show was late. His plane didn't get in on time um, and he showed up later than anticipated. So in the outdoor area where uh, Ref Jason's dad was cooking burgers to feed the masses, There were two wrestlers who were, as the show was going on, were working out their match and um, watching them figure out the psychology, uh, watching them figure out, you know, what what moves were going to go where, what it was going to look like. Um, The whole UEW show, just getting to see the ring build, getting to see everything come in, like it, it was a huge just kind of dream come true for, for looking at what we watch every week, how it gets made, watching the sausage get made as they say. Um, But I will say I popped huge watching those two wrestlers, like come up with the psychology for the match, coming up with the, the idea for how it was going to work and walking through the moves and stuff. Um, That was amazing to see. Um, So we can go back into the world where, None of this is predetermined. Well, let me say but just for quick, my small Megan. pop. <laughs> let me if I could
2: real quick, Megan, I agree wholeheartedly. That was quite an experience. If you've been a fan as long as we have, hardly anyone stumbles into this and yet gets that kind of access, even just for one day, even for an independent show that drew a nice pop hot crowd of about 175 people. I'm sure it exceeded their expectations. It was a great time. They showed us great hospitality and. We'll get to, we'll get into names later when we have our uh, guest on, but yeah, it was a great show. Megan, thanks for saying that.
0: Absolutely, and again, like I mean, there is the side of it where we're all marks and we're on the we're on this side of it, and we want to be worked. That's what we're here for. Um, but as a performer, as somebody that's done a lot of production work, um, watching like what went in, what goes into making this thing that we love, um, just made me love it all the more. Um, so those, those are our pops for the week. Anything else to add? Sheets, Elliot?
2: Great. Let's go. No.
0: Okay. So, um, (laughs) I'm gonna bring the mood down for a second and I promise I'm gonna lift it right back up. Um, but we, we got to talk about WWE. Um, and if you follow the pod, you know that that's not something I traditionally want to talk about. Um, and in that vein, uh, I am letting it be known that moving forward, I will no longer platform WWE. So WCWF understands that there are, uh, they're still, you know, the the biggest name in the industry. Um, there's definitely going to be stuff that comes up when that time happens. Your favorite heel heel in heels will uh, not participate in those conversations. And we have to kind of start with what kind of was the tipping point with this. Um, uh, So two weeks ago now, uh, there was another set of allegations against Vince McMahon. The WWE Board of Directors is investigating misconduct uh, where three million dollars in hush money was paid to a former employee that McMahon uh, allegedly had an affair with. Uh, there's now about five different firms investigating insider trading accusations. Um, so we've got that on the front end. Um, Vince McMahon has stepped down as like the head of the the board. But then and he's supposed to be stepping down from creative. Stephanie McMahon has stepped in. There's rumors that Triple H is back. Um, but then we have been showing up on WWE TV two weeks in a row. So I don't know. I mean, what are y'all watch, obviously, more than I do. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like coming off the the back of such a big investigation and such a huge announcement that like he's no longer going to be a part of things. Is that just kind of like a slap in the face for him to come back out? Is it him giving his like ultimate flex of like, I'm not going anywhere? Because from what I understood, that appearance on SmackDown, everybody was kind of expecting it to be his like, I'm going to step down. It's been an honor you know, being you guys chairman for as long as I have chairman of the board. Um, and he came out and was just like, welcome to SmackDown. Ha ha ha. Like-
1: yeah, no, I, I didn't get that at all. I mean, I, I never heard that from any third sheets or anything. I, I, I thought it, it was going to be exactly what it was, which was Ooh. Vince McMahon walks out defiantly trolls, walks back out. And the fact, I mean, he did it two weeks in a row and yeah. the, 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 you know, if you're disturbed by Vince McMahon, you're going to be even more disturbed by the WWE audience, which I'd say 85 percent of them cheered him loudly, yeah. robustly, and chanted for him. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. It was that that part to me. I did not hear anything about him saying he was going to step down or him having any type of humble access. In his, it, you know, it's just not the way the man's wired. It never has been. And so, to expect something. To change while he's in what is late 70s, eight, it's just not yeah. gonna happen. So I, I expected fully what we got. I didn't, I was actually surprised that he did it two weeks in a row. I, I believe that he will probably continue to do it because he knows it's a ratings pop. Yeah. And it's his way of saying, you know, tr- stop me if you can in regards to the machine that I've built and created. The other stuff I don't think, you know, I, I, I think he cares a little bit if it's probably, I mean, who knows if he cares if it's internal family. I don't know the dynamics of their, of their yeah. family or his relationship with his wife, but this is, this is part of the MO. It's always been, I, I'm not surprised at all. I'd, I'd, I'm surprised that anybody else is surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, uh- I mean, speaking to that, I mean, I don't, one of the things I did in this is because I, I think a lot of times we are very quick, to, and we have been in the past um, to dismiss the actions of people because we like the product. But this is nothing new for Vince McMahon. So when I put in Vince McMahon investigation, uh, it was a which one kind of thing going on with Google. And some of this stuff I had known, some of this stuff I hadn't known. So just to make it completely clear for the record why Megan thinks in addition to all the Trump ties and stuff, why Megan thinks Vince McMahon is a piece of shit and will no longer be platforming WWE and why I think he is a predator. I'm gonna run down these allegations real quick. You guys jump in if you feel like there's one that like you want to discuss or one that, that particularly hits you. Cause I know some of these like I remember being younger and the Stone Cold Deborah one coming out and not knowing how to feel about it, right? Because I love the product. I love Stone Cold. I don't know. So going back as far as 1983 Um, We had Jimmy Snuka, who was accused of murdering his then girlfriend, Nancy Argentino. Uh, Vince McMahon paid off the investigators to save Snuka from jail uh, and did, quote unquote, all of the talking for his employee, including getting him out of police interviews and stuff. Um, As of September 2015, Snuka was booked on charges of third degree murder. Uh, But again, was supported in his law effort by the McMahon family in WWE, and uh, he he was—he was—they had to drop the charges because he was not uh, able to stand trial, even though he went on to live another two years without any justice for Nancy or family. Uh, This is a big one that gets talked about, should get talked about more, didn't get talked about enough, but I think it's kind of coming back into the news cycle because it is from 1986. Rita Marie, uh, Rita Chatterone, who was the first woman's ref in WWE, claimed Vince asked for oral sex in the limo and then raped her when she said no. Uh, Vince Driver did back up the allegations even prior to Rita going public, saying he was forced to witness the commission of crimes in Vince's limo. Uh, 1992, Terry Garvin, uh, Mel Phillips were accused of assaulting a young ring attendant, Tom Cole. He was paid off. Tom Cole was paid off by the McMahons in a sum of $55,000. And then he was offered a permanent position as a crew member uh, only to later go on and commit suicide uh, from the trauma that he had dealt with in that situation. Uh, Mel Phillips and uh, Garvin were both fired, but then Phillips was brought back um, and continued to work with WWE. Uh, they WWE legal has confirmed that this is, this was a real story. It wasn't something that, uh, was, you know, just allegations. Um, but they did, uh, justify it in saying that it was only lower level people, not anybody in upper management. Uh, I just mentioned Stone Cold and Debra, uh, but I do want to read you guys a quote from Debra. Um, so there was the, about 1996 to 2002, she was suffering from domestic violence. Uh, he was finally arrested in 2002 when police arrived to find Deborah bruised and bloody. Uh, McMahon was quick to cover up the allegations. Quote from Deborah The wrestlers to the WWE are nothing but tools. You know, we're the money makers, and then. The people that make the most money, you don't want bad publicity on them because they're the ones that sell the T-shirts. They're the ones that make the money. They're the ones that make the draw. Then, like, for me to have Stone Cold Steve Austin arrested, oh, my God, they hushed, hushed that up so quick and put it under the table. They put a gag on me for years that I couldn't talk about it because they knew I could totally bring down their top star. Um, And this is another former employee. She was a former uh, champion for the women's division. Uh, Then then we have the 2006 sexual assault charges. Uh, These were allegations, Um, but a uh, young woman said that, vince assaulted her in the tanning salon the police officers agreed that there was enough evidence to arrest him however the uh what is pointed out most often especially in iw or internet wrestling community chats about this is that the uh prosecutors failed to prosecute but when i was looking through the same uh palm beach county prosecutors that failed to indict uh Mr. McMahon also failed to invite indict Jeffrey Epstein that year, even though they had (laughs) plentiful evidence um, that we all now know what was going on with that case. So all of that being said, um, I would like to make it very clear that I do not believe in the platforming of uh, abusers and people that are going to continue to uh, so flagrantly uh, assault women um and continue to abuse their power so should anything come up about wwe in the future your girl megan is gonna go quiet i'm gonna go dark i may hold up a sign that says believe women i may hold up a sign that says support black wrestlers somebody the other day was like give me one word it was on twitter and it was like give me one word to describe vince mcmahon and i put r-a face i-s-t insert P or C depending on which week it is, wh- which news cycle we're looking at. So for me, I am no longer comfortable uh, platforming WWE and we'll not be talking about it. So I just wanted to give you guys that heads up. I know <laughs> I almost always have like a, a very unhappy look on my face. I space out when we're having WWE conversations but uh, just for my own like self-feels, uh, <laughs> I wanted to make it very clear that I do not participate in the platforming or the elevating of that product. Um, and I think until and if, if they can even uh, salvage that product, it really needs some new leadership. And there needs to be a new culture of respect and uh, accountability at that Company before I feel comfortable watching or platforming the program. So that's my really long thing that I had to say. Cheats, Elliot, you guys have anything to jump in with? Yeah, I
2: do. I do. Uh, I don't need nearly as many words as you too eloquently put just to say 100% support you, 100% behind mm-hmm. you, and no reason to not 100% agree with you. And my own loyalty to that product is even further being compromised, mostly because of your good stewardship and just sort of keeping the message alive. No one should need them read out week to week to have it sink in. So the fact that you did, like, yes. Um, As a collector, I've bought things from that website in the past. I no longer plan to do that. Uh, Most of my collectibles don't come from that source directly. I don't see myself supporting it either. I'm not going to jump on your bandwagon the way you have because no one can because you did it pretty damn well, and I'm all about it. I just think that was well said. Thank you, pal.
0: Thank you.
1: Cheats? Yeah, no, I mean, we talked about it in the past in regards to um, your feelings about WWE and your feelings about uh, the ownership and Vince McMahon in particular. I support you and and your form of protest. I think that it is appropriate. And we will, as a show, continue to talk about the wrestling week that is. Um, We will, indeed, there will be times where... We talk about the biggest wrestling promotion in the country or their wrestlers or their events. And you are however you choose to express your level of frustration and disappointment and anger with that product is, is welcome as well. So we we will continue to do the show as you know, the way that we do the show. And you, you are welcome and included and, and encouraged to uh You know, go dark, hold a sign, do whatever you feel like you need to while we while we do those discussions. Um, And, you know, we'll have guests on that'll, you know, hopefully in in the future, we'll have guests that kind of talks about all sides of wrestling. And if we have wrestlers and talent that we support, we will support them as well. And we'll just continue to do what's uh, best for uh, all involved as best we can. But absolutely. I appreciate appreciate appreciate
0: your words.
2: And that goes for all three of us, too, not just not just Megan, all of us.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, it's hard because, I mean, they are obviously the biggest name probably worldwide when it comes to pro wrestling. So to um, – I mean, even before – yeah,
1: It's not even arguably. It's, yes. it's I mean, very clear. They're, they're the biggest wide, person in the world. By a wide yeah. margin. Yeah. So, so before
0: AEW came out, like, I had a – I just – didn't really watch wrestling for a while. I honestly, I credit AEW for introducing me to a lot of guys that like brought me to other promotions. Like now I'm watching defy. I'm watching GCW. I'm watching, you know, new Japan, obviously. Um, so, I mean, there's other wrestling out there to watch, but of course, if there are things that come up related to (laughs) to WWE, I will find really fun ways to remind you guys how I feel about it. I promise. And I support Healthy Descent. So we will move forward with that. Um, and just so you guys, I just wanted to, to make that known to everybody. A, I wanted to make sure we talked about it and were... Um, holding the promotion accountable in in even our small way that we can here on wrestling chat with friends. And then also that we're holding ourselves accountable for what we decide to discuss here and uh, holding myself accountable for how I choose to participate in that. So I didn't want to just show up with my sign that was like, I hate Vince McMahon. (laughs) So now if you see me with a sign and you don't know why, come back to this episode and I'll tell you all about it. All right, so we're gonna move on to bigger, brighter, and happier things. Uh, we actually have an amazing guest this week that we met this weekend at the United Elite Wrestling Show Cataclysm. Elliot, go ahead and bring Steven on in and tell us about him.
2: We met Stellar Steven on Saturday at United Elite Wrestling. Still, in, there you are. How you doing? Good. Glad Good. to be on. He is a wrestler in training, and we met him <laughs> Saturday. He also runs a podcast, uh, Stellar Steven, Give us the name of that podcast again.
3: Yeah, it's uh, pro wrestling interviews. It's on uh, Facebook and the dot uh, com is links you to the uh, Facebook page.
2: And he is now a new friend on Wrestling Chat with Friends. Welcome, Stellar Stephen. <laughs> meow meow, meow, meow.
0: <laughs>
2: We like to do it. Nah, he's got it. All right.
0: Already, <laughs> he's got. It. Um. Steven everybody here has a gimmick but I think you uh as a wrestler may already have that lined up. What is your what's your gimmick?
3: Uh I needed a uh nickname so or a social media handle so Stellar Seasons the the handle right now. Stellar So is
0: that your gimmick though? Like do you do you take your uh do you take your viewers to to the stars? Like <laughs>
3: I, I, you know I thought about that more after we uh chat a little bit. Uh I'm kind of interested in like cosmic uh horror so like uh I guess I'd go more that route.
0: I support it. I'm all yeah. on board for some uh astrology based mm. <laughs> gimmick. Um so how long have you been in training?
3: Uh I actually have not been training but uh mm. I might at some point soon cuz there's a couple schools that uh, there's one, there's a couple that batch for me. So it just depends if on how soon I can travel. I might go to Blackburn and, and train somewhere up there. And, uh, if not, there's a, another gym I know about. So I got a couple options right now.
2: So what drew you Saturday to uh, United, uh, elite wrestling?
3: Yeah, it's, uh, been super fun. I've uh, been helping them out for a while. Uh, double K he's like the head guy for that uh, promotion and, uh, just been doing security, ring crew, and uh, this past Saturday was a lot of fun too. Just getting the gear, kind of being uh, bringing that up to the upstairs. Uh, we had a curtain because of the venue we had. We had to put a curtain up upstairs, and it was funny and awkward. Like during the start of the show, the like curtain was like falling down. I had to go up there. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I ran up there, and then like. Um, uh we had like a a 10 bell salute for uh Dave Ebner. and it was kind of funny cuz i was just standing on these uh jump pads like you'd uh do a high jump in the gym and i'm just standing on these pads trying to be reverent and not make any noise and just like wait for the 10 uh bells but yeah it was a uh, it's been really a lot of fun helping them out and uh
2: it was our it was my first time at an independent wrestling show and we were given a lot of a great experience. Uh, thanks to double K shout out to him and
1: shout out double K uh,
2: big time. Yeah. And just to see how sort of like Megan was or the sausage was made is an experience for all of us. And for you to be even more connected, being part of the ring crew, that even de facto was sort of like a, dr- a dream of all of ours in a way, just to be sort of on the other side of, uh, of the, uh, of the railing. And what, um, you have you been the you've been the ring crew for a couple of their events. What's the closest you've come? Uh, remind me again. Did you get into the action on Saturday toward the end of that uh at that card?
3: No, there were, a couple of my friends did uh. uh a previous, Tell us what happened. Yeah, I think Latimer was upset and he. Uh,
0: um, the, Latimer. Uh, he was really yeah, mad because his foot was on the rope.
3: He, uh, yeah, he was really upset and struck a couple of the security guys, uh, friends of mine. Uh, I think Jay and Will. Look like Will took it the, the worst. <laughs> uh, Latimer, he got in my face at a previous show, but thankfully we didn't come to blows or anything.
2: <laughs> Lucky for Latimer, you didn't come to blows.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, one time there was a women's match, and like uh, Erica Leah, uh, she wrestles up north now, but she's from Virginia, and like. She had some sort of uh, weird entrance music or this gimmick where it's like fart noises, and like I think it's because her like uh, residence is like farts unknown or something like that, some lame <laughs> joke. But like uh, I had some gas X juice. It was so random. I had it on me. I was like, "Oh, you you need one?" Like, and she got like uh, all flipping out on me. It was funny. We well, like want. She- Blame me for the loss afterwards. Uh,
2: you got your. You said you got your own podcast. We want to talk about that, but let's talk yeah. about cataclysm that happened Saturday night. Yes, uh, down, down it was at so good. It was down on Renko Road, which is UEW's home. You've been there before, obviously. Um, let's talk about the card a little bit. Did you have a favorite match the, from the card that night?
3: Uh, I would say Rhett Latimer or uh, Silas Young. Um, it was. I was kind of walking for some of it, but. Uh, yeah, I think overall it was a great show and uh my other friends who were going just as a spectator were really excited for the card. Uh, a couple of people couldn't uh make it. Uh Timmy Danger was sick and then uh somebody uh was couldn't travel from Florida, but um overall I thought the show was pretty great and uh it's interesting when you when you hear some of the drama that goes on that I can't share here, but it's uh it's interesting getting clued in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a great show. Um, I have to shout out my new best friend of the pod, Josh Woods, went over Baron Black. Oh, so um, good! It was such a good show. Like watching the him, and then I also loved the Silas Young, Isaiah. What's Isaiah's last name? Isaiah Frazier the mm-hmm. Isaiah Frazier Silas Young match was insane. Good. Um, there was an amazing amount of, of really, like technical storytelling. Um, and then with obviously with Josh Woods and Baron Black, like you got a grappling masterclass. Uh, Cheats, you got there about halfway through. So tell us what was what I blew did. you away the most on the back end.
1: Well, first of all, I think we're burying the lead of one of the people that were super nice to. If okay, so if Josh Woods was one a nice the, the next person has to be Phil Brown oh my god uh, oh, Phil Brown. And so I don't bad. know how I don't know how we're burying the lead and not talking okay. about how awesome uh Phil Brown was yes. uh, and, and not just in the ring but also out of the ring he's just a a, a lovely lovely man and super super cool uh
0: we're, I'm Black, actually wearing His opponent, so not that many people had merch. So his opponent, Matt Cross, had these awesome Wrestling is Forever shirts. And so we all got one because we were like, those are super fire. And then I realized it was our friend PB's, Phil Brown's opponent. And I felt terrible because I was wearing Matt Cross's shirt and like screaming for Phil the entire time. Yep. No,
3: absolutely. I think. Yeah, I was
0: conflicted
3: too. I. I like Matt Cross. I got that shirt, too. And uh, Phil Brown's one of my favorite Virginia wrestlers. But uh, go ahead, Cheats. So
1: good. So, so you mentioned a couple of, other, of the others. I will say being able to see up close Shane Taylor promotions, he is a massive, massive Ooh. man. Uh, did not get a chance to speak to Shane Taylor, but got to see the match. Him um, – and O'Shea were, were there representing Shane Taylor Promotions, and they were awesome. It was just awesome to see, and you could tell. Between Josh Woods, Baron Black, Silas Young, Shane Taylor Promotions, you can see the the levels of talent, if you will, mm-hmm. in regards to folks that have been in, in front of big crowds and been on TV and their interactions. Obviously, you saw it with Rhett and, and Tom as well. You, you can just see some really, really – Cool stuff in that setting. So uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was overall. Like I said, I got there right at the intermission, right afterwards, and it was it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. Great platform, and I think it's only going to get bigger and better. So shout out to my good friend Ref Ref Jason. Ref Jason was the best. Oh
2: yeah. Let um, me go ahead. Also, Chief. Yeah, Yeah, I want to throw out a couple more names of guys we were able to kind of chat with. Uh, Logan Larue won the opener. We co-
0: did get a little interview with Logan. I don't know how I feel about Logan. He wants to try to gentrify pro wrestling. It's a
2: it's a great gimmick. I love I gotta, it. I love what I he's doing know. with it. I love what he's doing. Yeah, I love, the, I love the character. Feel. Another one was Bo Crockett, who was a, a special appearance in the showcase mm-hmm. match. He won his match, too. We got him. Super nice guy we've connected after the show, too. And like I said earlier, my girl, Gia Scott. Gia Scott yes. signed an 8x10 for the show for us, which... I need to sort of figure out where it went. I have
0: the collection of the week. Yeah. It was was supposed
2: to be, but it's, it was supposed to be, but it's 7 30 when I came up here and went to where I thought I had put it. It wasn't there. But, uh, we have it. We're going to, it'll be on in the future. All those guys were great. There were a bunch of others. Uh, our voice, Sin, was fantastic.
0: Yes. And, uh, uh, yeah. Alpha Inc. slash Capital. What is it? Capital Connection, I think. They wrestled under Capital Connection, I think, on AEW. And let's, let's talk about the fact that we had Silas Young in Richmond, Virginia, this week wrestling at UEW. And then he went out and put on a hell of a match against Hangman Adam Page last night, sure. which, for the record, his boot was still broken. So his boot was broken at the show in Richmond. And That's I was right. like, oh, he's got to fix his boot. And like halfway through the match against uh, Hangman, that same flap started flapping around. And I was like, we got to start, start a Kickstarter, kickstarter to get Silas some new boots. I know they're probably like lucky wrestler boots. Like these are my favorite. And I <laughs> there are many like these, but these are mine. But I think we need to fix Silas's heel.
2: Yeah. And, and last but not least, of course, uh, Double K who hosted, yes. our, hosted us. He's an owner, promoter, wrestler, businessman, father, husband, a great guy to spend time with. Uh, Steven, tell us about any, uh, you know, your friendship with him and any relation you have with them.
3: Or repeat that again. Re- Relations up with who? Uh,
2: double K.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, basically uh, he just needed volunteers and uh, me and some other young uh, guys and some wrestlers were there to help out. And uh he got a ring uh, not too long ago, and we used to use somebody else's ring, but like now we had uh, this ring that they brought in from with a truck. And uh, I'm sure that must have been hard uh, just having two people load up that truck like when they you know, before they came over on that drive. And so it's going to suck having to unload it too after a long day. But uh, thankfully, he had enough help, and I was one of them to help out. and uh, Put the ring up and take it down, and we
2: we met some other ring guys and some of the ring crew, didn't we? Megan interviewed them, and I think there was another Chris too that we interviewed. It was
0: like insane to me. How, like, I guess I knew in my head like how many people it takes to put that massive thing together, and like how many takes people it takes to put the show together. But I mean, it's a full blown production. There is a lot of stuff going on. Now, Stephen tells how many, like, what. What? How many wrestling events have you worked? Like, was that... I know that wasn't your first by any means. Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: it's been more than a few. Uh, just recently before that, I was at a big-time wrestling event, and there was the Hardy Boys and Gangrel. And I was kind of like the Hardy Boys security, because, like, I was the only one with the shirt, so I just it worked out. And then, uh, so, yeah, it was... Uh, I've been to other shows and helped out like there was one in chesterfield where it was just this uh older guy and this young uh guy and i was like do you need any help he was glad to take it so it's been a few groups maybe more and so i would say definitely a lot more than a few shows that i've helped out at but um hopefully uh uh more shows announced in richmond i hope or I might go to Hopewell and help uh, mm-hmm. a group out over there, and uh, I've been asked to help out by other uh, ring owners. So it's pretty good that uh, the networking and and getting involved is paying off. I think. And, yeah, uh, and I
0: definitely think that's an mm-hmm. inspiration to uh, like younger fans, people out here that are, that are hoping to break into the business, like. This is somewhere you can cut your teeth. It's it's right at home. You know, it's not uh, traveling to Florida or you know anywhere else to try to get your get your get your feet wet with wrestling. You guys can do it right here in Richmond. Now, Stephen, tell us a little bit more about your podcast. They do a you guys do a call in show every Sunday.
3: Yeah, it's uh we put the feed on Block Talk Radio, and uh, you can listen to it on demand. And we have a Facebook page that we share the links to. And yeah, there's a number we can. You can call in. I can give that uh, later. And uh, yeah, it's been pretty fun. I've interviewed uh, Double K, Chris Keith, and Blackest Jack. Blackest Jack, I think, uh, is one of my favorite uh, East Coast uh, independent wrestlers. We've had him at UW before, and uh, Chris Keith was a good interview too. And hoping to get more UE- UEW talent and other local talent too. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a good networking uh, uh, avenue.
2: We, before before we move on I, I just want to know since I'm you know the collector on the show that's my gimmick what what are the things you're collecting these days what what are your favorite collectibles
3: I actually do have some figures probably uh, they're of like Of
2: course in- we all we all have like, figures like, we all know that
3: <laughs> uh, trying to collect. I got Pro wrestling the Street magazines I, I'm trying to get more games like uh, I've been collecting like the uh, from soft games like, dark souls and stuff like that it's just um a bunch of stuff. Uh, I actually caught vinyls. Hold on, vinyls. Second.
2: All right, right on.
3: My a friend gave me some boxing gloves. She's. Don't you uh, have a relationship with vintage boxing? I do. I do
1: have a, a relationship with vintage boxing. I'm a. I'm a member, and I, uh,
0: And didn't you call some matches for them?
1: Did they had a fight? Uh, I called some. I called some of their live stream. Well, we we called their live stream fight for their River City Invitational last month. So it's exciting.
0: <laughs> I, you're going to go from cheats to belts to cheats to commentators. <laughs> Be out here holding awesome. it down our very own Excalibur.
1: Awesome. Um, hey, Steven, I want I just want to ask, since we always ask, we always ask our, our friends that are on the show, mm-hmm. kind of tell us a little bit about how, your relationship with wrestling. How did it start? Who are who were some of your favorite wrestlers growing up and, and who do you like now?
3: Yeah, I think I started watching during the Attitude era. And uh, Undertaker and Rock were, like, the first of the F guys I probably remember watching. And then I remember seeing, probably staying, like, during the uh, Vampiro feud. But, like, um, I would say Undertaker and Kane were my favorites growing up. And then, obviously, the guys like Harvey D and Jeff Hardy. But um, uh, gotten more into Japanese wrestling in recent years. I think Wrestling Kingdom 9 was, like, my... Uh, gateway ring of honor that relationship kind of got me more interested and uh, i'm definitely looking forward to forbidden door i know you guys are talking about that later and even though with all the injuries going on but um yeah it's just uh been going to more events since like 2013 i believe uh like saw ring of honor a couple a few times uh uh impact uh WWE. I went to a, a wrestlemania uh 2017 and that was interesting because the Hardy Boys and a couple of my favorites lost. I like kind oh, of take a little but So I, I've been to uh, Shakara, I've been to plenty of uh, promotions. So try to go to more independent wrestling, and hopefully there's more to come in Virginia as well. Wow. That's great. That's awesome.
0: Man. For small uh, promotions. That's a perfect segue, Stephen, because mm. we are about to talk about Forbidden Door. We have a pretty big card to talk about, we have Notable Absence. Talk about. Um, so definitely you can stick around as we and, go through this. Man,
1: while we do that, we're going to bring in the Ultimate Warrior to talk Forbidden oh. Door with Warrior. us.
0: What's up, uh, How you doing? Hi, hey, how are you
4: doing? Hi, I do not hey. the gun on our format, but I would like to say my heel of the week is that darn injury bug that mm. has changed the face of this show. On Sunday. It
0: really has. Even as late as today, um, we had uh, information come out this afternoon that Ishii has suffered a knee injury, and um, Clark Connors will be taking his spot in the match with Pac, Miro, and Malachi Black for the All-Atlantic Championship.
1: That's crazy. You know,
2: Malachi, Malachi Miro will be great.
3: Yeah, I was uh, fortunate. Still there too. Yeah, pack is good. Uh, I was fortunate enough to see ECE in Norfolk. I forgot to mention I went to the AEW event last November in Norfolk, and that was pretty fun seeing ECE in there in a tag team match. And uh, did you get I, a cap?
2: Did you get a Capital Collision? Because we went to Capital Collision.
3: I wanted to, but uh, I think I had to help out somewhere, and there was like three events going on that day. Like um, I think no, I was at Big Time
0: Wrestling. That's right.
3: That's where I was helping out. With the ring crew and doing security. That was that was the
2: same night the Hardy's were there, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we had to see Ishii there at Capital Collision and wow. I was looking forward to to his chops in this All Atlantic Championship match. I was honestly looking forward to it because I feel like the other styles um, are more you know, we're we're used to seeing, you know, Pac he's a high flyer, he's fast flyer, Malachi Black, very quick with the hits. Uh, Miro, just big meaty man slapping meat. I was looking forward to each in that match. I don't know enough about Clark Connors, um, so I am looking, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Who do you guys think is going to take that match? And become the first AEW All-Atlantic champion.
3: I, he- I heard you guys, uh, talk about that. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Miro. I'm kind of hoping for my guy Black. He's one of my favorites, and I think, I think if he gets a title reign, it'll, uh, definitely improve, uh, his stock, um, but it wouldn't It wouldn't surprise me if Miro or Pac uh, got it, but I'm definitely rooting for Black. PG, what's you. your call for
0: that match? Who, me? I said TG. Oh, oh, that's, that's it. That's it.
4: That's uh, I mean, I will say this about this whole card. This is going to be unpredictable. More so than usual because of all the politics, interpromotional politics that are involved. The last time we did this, I felt like we all had a pretty good handle on the card, and I think, I, like I got half of them wrong.
1: We got all we of them got out of the and, water. And a ton of them wrong.
4: So, yep. so whatever I say for this, take it with a grain of salt. I feel like just because he just came back, that maybe Miro has the edge here. And the, and the reason I say that is because I like Black a lot, but he at least has something else going on around him with House of Black. Mm. I, with Miro, he just came back as of right now, like this is his only focus and maybe they want to, you know, I think build up this championship by having him be the first title holder. Although if black were the champion, that would do the, you know, same, achieve the same goal. Well,
0: all right. So, so we're, we're pretty, I mean, I think Miro too. So we're, we're pretty consistent for Miro. Uh, Elliot, are you going to throw off the, the mix?
2: No, I'm not. I'm going to stick with black. I think, think Tom makes a good point for Miro oh, as wait. well. Are we
0: half and half Miro and black?
2: Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually,
0: a- I'm actually black.
2: I'm hey. black, as, uh, yeah. I'm black as well. But the decision that has to be made here is: is Wardlow going after the winner of this immediately, or is there going to be somebody in between while Wardlow does something else? Because I think ultimately Wardlow is going to want to be in the mix for that. But I'm not well, sure. he's
0: going after the TNC championship right now. Scorpio's just out. Like Scorpio's
2: hurt. Oh, that's right. Sorry, got mi- I got all these titles mixed up because there's so
1: many of there's them. Right, so
0: many now. titles.
1: Yep, my bad. Yeah, but uh,
0: Cheech, you said you're going Malachi yeah. Black.
1: I'm going House of Black on this, and I think put the belt on him. Um, I don't I don't think it's going to be a long run or reign, but I think mm-hmm. you put the belt on him and you do some cool things with House of Black and Malachi Black being the title, title holder.
3: And uh, I wanted to mention that I was in full Malachi Black cosplay when I went to that AEW show on North sure. He wasn't there, but it was still cool. Visual, <laughs> very cool.
0: I support the uh the the full going out uh in the in the gear. I think it makes wrestlers really happy. I always like whenever Orange Cassidy sees somebody in the Orange Cassidy gear, he makes sure to to give them the pump. Um, if you guys saw this week, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs had a young man come out in the full like he had like the airbrushed uh overalls on, so. I'm all in for making our favorite wrestlers feel more happy. Okay, let's move right along. Um, So we have Sting, Darby Allin, Shingo, and I hate names that I can't say. Takahashi? Good. Was that right? Versus the Young Bucks, El Fantasmo, and Hikaleo? Hikaleo, Hikaleo, It's it's some some Sting and Darby and their homies <laughs> versus some collection of Bullet Club. Uh, mm. The Young Bucks said they're they Bullet Club for the night. Um, who do you guys think takes that match? And uh, what should we expect out of that one? Anyone?
1: I'm I'm going Bullet Club. I'm going Bullet Club on the win. I think you. They're such a big faction. They. Have a lot of you know anywhere you go, any wrestling show you go to live, you see Bullet Club shirts. Um, I think Tony Khan will recognize the the brand and mm-hmm. uh, and put Bullet Club over.
2: Because we get a lot of these wrong all the time. I'll go the <laughs> other direction and go Sting and Darby, mostly because I don't like seeing the Hardy, oh and the Hardys, geez. the uh, the Young Bucks winning. So um, yeah, I'll just go the opposite direction. I expect all the spots to be made. I expect them all to be hit. It's going to be mm-hmm. fun. It's going to be cringy at times because of Darby and what he can do. So like a, like a lot of these matches, I'm going in not really invested on who wins quite yet because I just want to see – they're going to be entertaining. And I, there's a lot that, like you said earlier, Tom. We don't know how these are going to turn out. So y- adds another layer to the excitement about can I just say, all the matches.
1: Can I just say, and this is for what it's worth, I'm kind of out on Darby. Sure. I've been going that. I've been going that way for weeks, and he wrestled the main event. When did he wrestle the main event? Was it Rampage last week? That's yeah, against
2: against Kyle O'Reilly.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it's it's. I'm, I'm out on Darby. I'm, I'm going he's, out on Darby.
2: He's very one dimensional, but
1: and it's I'm struggling because I like I like the the narrative, but it. I think what ruined it for me with Darby was of all people, and obviously. I don't necessarily support this individual a lot, but Jim Cornette yeah. actually made the point of yeah. like Darby getting just like meleeed with like certain, you know, six finishers in a row or something like this or some like ridiculous sequence of events. And then the next thing, you know, it's like, he doesn't know sell, but he has to recover to be who Darby Allen is and, and do this thing. And it was like, even in, in I can't remember again, it, it might have been the color there was like in every match now, you're like, Darby Allen's dead. And then two seconds later he's doing like the coffin drop thing, which I already told you I thought was the worst finishing move in probably the history <laughs> of wrestling. But it's like at some point he's he he should not get up. And it's not and it's not like a one two, oh, this is a great match, make it last forever. Like it's like, no, you just got hit with like fifteen finishers. You should, like, at least get pinned. Yeah. Or, the, or these finishers suck. Like, what's happening?
4: Yeah, I think yeah. The problem, I'm Sorry about that. The, the problem you're describing, I think, is something that is really a, an issue that certainly applies to Darby, but also, I think, transcends him. Because I think that AEW, we talk about this all the time, the roster that they started with was part of a vision that involved elevating a bunch of guys who were NDP and women who were indie established indie stars or had sort of a, I don't want to say, say a shtick but in the case of somebody like Orange Cassidy, it's sort of a mm-hmm. Um, But they sort of had their stuff that they did and it was over and it was interesting. But now as they've added layers and layers and layers of new people that they brought in who are a little bit more established, a little bit more re- well-rounded performers, I think that a lot of those early signees, some of them will be, able to make that transition, and others, I think it is going to have the effect of exposing their limitations a little more in a way that doesn't allow them to naturally progress as they would have if the roster had resembled what it was in year one for another year or two. And I think maybe Darby is going to be a casualty of that phenomenon.
0: I, I don't p- think Darby's going anywhere. Darby is a huge mm-hmm. star. People love him. Kids love Darby. Kids love him. Kids love him. Um, I think we're going to see Darby for a long time, but that naturally takes us into the next match because I got to keep y'all going or we'll be here all night. Um, We've got Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. And if you watched Dynamite (sighs) last night, I know OC does some silly stuff, but I feel like OC, he is not a person that can't wrestle that got over on their gimmick. He is someone that can go in the ring that just happens to have a really silly gimmick. Like, I think people, because he's so silly, people forget OC can go. And last night, him and Osprey looked great. I'm really excited about that match. I think that was a great preview. And and it did what it was supposed to do with the go-home show. It got me excited about, about seeing that on Sunday.
4: I don't like it. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh, first of all, I, uh, just to be clear, I also agree that um, Darby Allen will, he'll stay with AEW. I'm just saying like his place in the, pecking order maybe is different than it would have been i don't know if he's a pillar of the organization as currently constituted um but with orange cassidy i feel like especially on a pay-per-view especially in front of a big crowd big audience that he is going to speaking of shtick understandably will feel obligated to go through all his stuff i would prefer will osprey just have a match against a guy who is just going to do a regular wrestling match, a great wrestling match for 20, 25 minutes, however long they go. And I'm not saying, to your point, I agree that Orange Cassidy can certainly wrestle, but the fact that there's going to be the shtick incorporated into it when you have a guy, Will Ospreay, who's probably, this is probably his biggest platform within the AEW context for now, that's, I I feel like it's a little bit of a waste. Now, I may feel differently after the match, but for right now, I'm like, God, wouldn't it be better if he was wrestling, you know, any
3: of five other people that he'd be yes yeah. to follow up on that uh i think this is just a showcase for osprey osprey did uh have a pay per match but i think the dream match for me would be osprey pack but the feeling with that is who's gonna lose but with cassidy he could definitely take a loss from osprey and has uh, got the relationship with chaos so i wonder if we'll see some united empire uh chaos action involved
2: i'm sure that uh, i'm sure be I wonder, that we will
3: yeah, yeah, Tom.
2: Tom, I want to. I want to validate that that opinion of yours. It's completely reasonable. Um, I think Orange Cassidy, a lot like um, who we were talking about earlier, Darby, has, Darby yes. has that connection. He, I, I'm hope. Here's my hope for for Saturday night that OC almost like comes out of that person a little bit because he's facing such a talented, like that would be a great story. If that began an elevation for Orange Cassidy out of that character to showcase what Megan was talking about, that's definitely dream booking. But like, is that the worst idea you've ever heard of?
1: He, he well, first of all, I, I actually think that both of the people we're talking about in Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy are in the same pocket, I'm not saying yep, they're in the same skill set, but yep. they're in the same pocket yep. of what's going to put them in an elevated next level. How can we get there? What are we going to do creatively and so forth? Where I think when they both came in, they were both super over. Like super, super. Let's not forget, Orange Cassidy, great match with Pac. Like was first real breakout match was with Pac when we mm-hmm. they were trying to figure out if he was going to try. That was the thing. Remember when everybody looked around, the best friends were looking around like, he's gonna try, he's gonna try. And you. it was it was awesome. And then he gets the Kenny Omega shot. Like he gets the world mm-hmm. title. So, so what I, I think what's gonna happen in this one is I do think he's gonna put on a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. I mean he'll do some of his gimmicky stuff, and maybe all of it, but he's going I think the match is gonna be fine. Yep. I think Allspray is on, he's got a rocket attached to his back. If if he commits to being an AEW much, much more, and I don't know if he will because he loves New Japan and and, and that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But if he commits to AEW, they put a rocket on his back, and you're going to see Osprey and Omega and that stuff as we move forward. Ospreay is going to go over in this match. Yep. Okay,
0: well, Hello. speaking so of some- oh, go me.
3: ahead. Sorry, yeah. I saw Orange Cassidy in uh, Indiana for Black Label Pro. That's definitely a good M uh, D if you ever get a chance to uh, – Check out Black Labor Pro. Black Labor uh, Pro, yeah. Yeah, but go ahead, uh, Megan.
0: Oh, you're good. We always we like to put our friends over. So you jump in anytime you want to put mm-hmm. over an indie promotion because also support other products. Diversify the market. Um, speaking of chaos, ooh, team chaos. We also have FTR versus Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon and Rapunky Vice, Rocky Ramiro and Trent. You guys, who do you think is? I mean, I think it's FTR all day. As much as I love Rapunky Vice,
2: yeah, don't sleep under Punky Ropunky Vice. It's a story. I know you are.
1: <laughs> go ahead. I'm not even getting. I've already. You know.
2: Yeah, I want. I want FTR to go over. I think it's it's their time to to really collect all the gold and have a run. They are two decks, uh, especially one of the best technical wrestlers I've seen in decades. He's up there at the top and. I've grown to love those. Like I made a comparison last week. Like I didn't like them at first, and I didn't like Tony Stewart and NASCAR at first, but he, they grew on me. And by the end of my, where we are now, I love them both. So I want FTR to go over also.
4: I would love to see FTR win for all the reasons you just said. This is where it gets a little tricky because of the pop political stuff. Because, Cheatham, you asked a few weeks ago, you were like, are they still the AAA tag team champions? And they are. But the deal is in the build for Forbidden Door. This is all stuff I found out later. In the build for Forbidden Door, they stopped wearing the AAA titles on TV because New Japan has a has a relationship with CMLL, mm-hmm. and they do not want any like no mention of AAA, nothing. Um, and obviously, that again is another thing that has sort of restricted this card because guys mm-hmm. who are who are still associated with AAA. Give me Andrade, give
0: Andrade. me Andrade.
4: Andrade Ray and Phoenix. also Ray Phoenix. Just one of them over there. Exactly. Like they can't be on the show cuz New Japan will allow. So that's what that's my hesitation on on FTR winning. Um I just I wonder if that would be something that got vetoed by New Japan. So so I I think I think FTR but I'm also like uh eh, there might be a reason. I mean,
0: I don't know who else would go over because it is a winner takes all. So AAA yeah. is out of it, obviously, but the ROH and the IWGP Tag Championships are on the on the table. Yeah. So I mean, FTR's whole thing as of late is belt collectors. They are are being they're they're the new Kenny Omega. They're they're getting all the belts. Um, I would be surprised to see them lose the ROH. Uh, championship at a not ROH show. I know we've got ROH coming up. There are uh, – Josh Woods confirmed to us that there's a ROH show coming in July. Um, so I think to take the the belts off of them and put them on uh, really two other teams that are very – I mean, obviously Trent has been with AEW for a while. Rocky's been around a while. Um, but to go with, you know, other – New Japan Pro teams, or I mean, I don't know, maybe Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn could keep it for ROH, but then like, like AEW is the hinge, right? So we've got like all this ROH stuff happening. We've got New Japan Pro stuff happening, but AEW is the hinge that's kind of bringing it all together. So to put those belts on anybody else when you've got two different, like vastly different promotions going on, I don't know. Maybe somebody can can prove me wrong, and we'll find out on Sunday. Meow, 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 meow. All right, moving right along, we have, ooh, this match I am certainly looking forward to. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki, Murder Grandpa, versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Uter, and Shooter. Who do you guys think is going to go over and tell me why it's Shooter? Because he's amazing, and I love him. No one? No one has comments? I, shocked silence from the crowd?
3: I, I definitely want to see uh, Eddie Kingston and Minoru Suzuki go at it. That's going to be like a sleeper match that could be really... For the short interaction that they might have, that's going to be my uh, most anticipated uh, moment for me is Suzuki and Kingston going at it. Because Kingston's got that All Japan love. And fandom and Suzuki uh, Suzuki's kinda King's Road. Um I, I I could uh I could go with Jericho, Guevara, Suzuki, but um either way would be fine with me uh Yuta, I think is uh has to be established more and uh show to Umino it'd mean a lot for him to get a, a big win. So I'm fine with either team winning, but uh wouldn't that surprise me if Suzuki, Jericho, and Guevara won, especially with Guevara just just uh joining uh, the jas
2: yeah i agree i uh, like most eddie kingston matches because i love that guy so much i just want to see him fight and throw fists and knock people down and spend and chase people and chase people around the ring the out uh, the outcome like some of these matches are is inconsequential to me i just want to see a good brawl and i want eddie kingston just to kind of be a showcase. Along with like the Murder Grandpa, him, he's going to have moments with all of them. It's going to be great, and I'm looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, um, the follow-up Suzuki Sakuraba for Wrestle Kingdom Nine. That was one of my favorite like New Japan matches, like in my early uh, Japan fandom. So you said Wrestle Kingdom
2: Nine was like yeah. one of your big earlier Mia cards that that turned you onto wrestling.
3: Uh, definitely, the Japanese wrestling uh, New Japan scene was. One of those, it was like a UWFI type rules match with the uh, Suzuki Sakuraba. So I've been a fan of Suzuki for a while. Definitely look forward to it. We,
0: we love Murder Grandpa here. I just don't know why he is hanging around with such degenerates <laughs> as Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara I'm very disappointed in Murder Grandpa. I need him to come home. <laughs> Stop messing around with Jericho Suzuki, please. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Ooh. So this one I am very interested in, and I want everyone's prediction for who they think will face Zach Faber Jr. in Brian Danielson's spot. I'm gonna go. I've got a, a choice that I think is everyone's kind of top of mind choice, and then I have one crazy choice. Um, cheats start first. Who do you think's going over? And then who do you think are mysterious, wonderful, uh, like Brian put them over yesterday. They were talking about, Brian was talking about how great they were and how wonderful they were and how accomplished they are. Um, who do you think is going to come out and fill his spot?
1: So at first... Now, based off of that, I was thinking it has to be someone from outside the company as a new introduction. Mm-hmm. If you were going to introduce a new member to Blackpool Combat Club, uh, it was going to be Dante Martin. So that's where I was. I was with Dante mm-hmm. Martin after the last couple of weeks of Dante fighting Blackpool members, William Regal coming out, them trying to give him the test, very, very similar to Yuta. Yeah. I don't know if the Danielson promo throws you off, um, but it... it you know, if it's inside, it's Dante. If it's outside, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, I think it's like, what's it, Claudia? Claudia? Yeah,
3: Claudia Cassagnoli. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. those where I am. Those, that's where I am. I hope it's Dante. I hope it's Dante. But he's not like accomplished, right? He just lost everything. He loses all
0: the time. I mean, I think it he It'd be a good friend like, like, if that's like how based, he's
1: introduced.
0: Based on the promo that, brian gave i don't right. that's, think that's he's
1: not describing Dante.
0: he's not it's not like they're not bringing in one of their young boys right, right. like i feel like for right. them who is a young boy if they let shooter stay like shooter was john moxley's young boy in new japan pro like they teamed together a lot he was his ballet all of those things um and i think you're completely right on the, the putting them through the tests and stuff. I think between Dante and then Lee Moriarty, they've set up some two other really good intro angles for new members. But I think based on the, the based on the promo yesterday, right, it would be hard for me to see that and be like, Oh, it's somebody that's already here. I think and it's going to be somebody from outside of the company. So TG, who is your, uh, idea, your, your, your fantasy book. And who do you, who do you want to see coming out that, that tunnel?
4: I think it's going to be Johnny Gargano. Ooh, It'd Be a good choice. I think he he fits the bill. The, the as you said, Megan. I mean the the promo was so without being specific in terms of who it is. The description was so, he he really drilled in on that you know. technical wrestler, the greatest technical all this stuff. And, and I think that's you know that's Johnny Gargano. I, I think it. I, I the, the, of course. Cesaro, Claudio, whatever it would be the other one that would come to mind, but I I think it's Gargano.
2: It's interesting. The only other name that I would put out there is I think we, we're we're naming the favorites would be uh, Jonathan Gresham. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, That he yeah at some point after Forbidden Door after this commitment with New Japan is done they're going to st- start focusing at some point on where the ROH brand
0: is mm-hmm. going to be.
2: So as a way to introduce him to start the next season of. Where that goes um, but I, I, I'd i be satisfied with any of those guys with Cesaro and Gargano
1: a little could bit it, preferred could it be Josh Woods
0: that was my crazy one I was like what if it's Josh Woods that would be dope new friend of the pod new best friend of the pod I almost tweeted him last night and was like are you book? Are you booked for Forbidden Door what are you doing bro <laughs> he, um, but I like all of those ideas Steven uh, do you have a, a specific pick for who you think it might be
3: I'm leaning towards Cesaro, and I definitely would look forward to that match. And uh, I've been wanting Brian Sack for a year, so unfortunately he's injured. But I think the other choices I'd go are Gresham and Crazy Pick. This probably won't happen, but Shibata, because Shibata's had matches with Zachary before.
0: All right, so we all have our, our choices, and cheats and cheats. We both have to be able to get credit for that one if it's Josh Woods, because that was like my batshit crazy pick for like who it might be. I, I, you get credit WWE. for it.
1: The only reason I thought of it is after Elliot said Grisham. Yeah,
0: you're, you're right. That, but but, but yeah, it's
1: too. not. It's it wasn't my pick.
0: Um. Also, uh, we've got. Okay, so just for the record, we do know that that Brian Danielson is out. I do want to update everyone that we do know as of today that both Kylo Riley and Bobby Fish are injured and cannot compete slash participate in any uh, in-ring and or side of the ring shenanigans, which they're best for. So I still hope they show their faces because I love them. Um, okay, so let's keep moving on. We have the IWGP World Championship. It is now going to be a fatal four-way between Jay White, Okada, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole. Who do you have coming out on top? Uh, TG, start for me. I,
4: you know, I think it's going to be Okada, which mm. is I, the fact that he was injected into this match in this way uh, so late in the in the build was a, a bit of a surprise, but of course this is the build for this pay per view has been a little bit um, kind of all over the map. Uh, I, so, but that again, with my <laughs> my accurate uh, you know prediction from last time led me down the same sort of logic path that was so faulty. I think it's going to be Okada. I, I, the one thing I will say about this match is, you know, keep in mind New Japan allowing this interpromotional card there's going to be some matches where they want their guys to look good and win so it's mm-hmm. not going to be just you know AEW. obviously all of us are well i'll just speak for myself i'm looking at this from the bias and standpoint of an AEW fan and i think that it's it's a tempting trap to be like well of course you know the AEW guy will beat this person i've barely heard of but it's it's not going to play out like that so in this example i think it's okada uh, White may retain, but I think it's Okada, and I think Okada pins someone other than White, and then he and White continue to yeah. feud.
0: I definitely, I'm on board for Okada too, and I think, I think it's very clear that they're setting up the Bullet Club versus Undisputed Elite. Uh, even more so last night, just like some of the very um, qu- less tangible, kind of quiet pieces of storytelling that uh jay white was doing last night even like the gentle like the oh of course you do bud little pat on the back and and things of that nature so i think that's definitely what we're getting set up so i don't see i i'm with okada because i don't think uh i think white and cole will have some sort of like side biz shenanigan that's gonna set up that um really good build for uh Bullet Club versus Undisputed Elite and Tear Apart Factions. And the only one that can unite them is the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Kenny, come home. Kenny, come back. Kenny, we miss you. Bounce Spout machine. Uh, Cheats, who do you have for this fatal four-way? I'm going
1: Switchblade. I'm going Switchblade. Really? And yeah, I think I think Jay White uh, holds, on. Wayne's holds on. wings holds on and figures it out. And, I, and I, I'm looking at it. Tom, the the way that TG was looking at it, but I'm looking at it differently. I think the I think the New Japan guys will look good, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be permanent AEW folks to like carry title reigns. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Okada is going to be able to. Uh, I mean, I don't know what his schedule looks like, but Okada is going to look great. Uh, you know, not not going too far ahead. of The line Tanahashi going to look great, but the ma- the 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 matches that matter. Like that whole belts, I'm gonna try to. I think they're gonna keep them in the kind of the AEW graces. So I like. So it goes back to when I said Bullet Club. I think Bullet Club takes that other night. That's a throwaway match. There's no belt there. Yeah. You 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 know the promotion looks good. Bullet Club wins type thing. But um, I think I think Switchblade retains. I think yeah. I think Okada is gonna look great. But I I don't. If anybody, I would be the most shocked if Okada wins.
0: I would be the most really? shocked if Hangman Adam Page wins. Right.
2: That's Agreed. that's the only guy I know who's not Agreed. gonna win is gonna be yeah. Hangman. Yeah. yeah. followed closely by Adam Colbs. I think this is gonna stay IG IWGP friendly. And yeah. I will I'm also gonna say Jay White's gonna retain too. And him and Okada will you know take it back. I will Steven, say- I, thought- I
0: saw you come in the chat, you said Okada or White.
3: Yeah, because um I think it'd be good uh Title win because I think uh, live crowds. I definitely want title one. Win. Okada winning would be a, a good pop. Um, but yeah, like the other said, I could say Jay White winning as well. Probably pinning Hangman Page since they've been building that up. So it's a toss up between White and Okada for me.
4: What's funny right. is the, oh, the show. Ahead. The I was just gonna say the show that because I have the same feeling about Adam Page. That I did about Juice Robinson going into the match that we saw, mm-hmm. and then Juice Robinson yeah, won. Yeah. I was like, yep. I can't yep. believe he, I, of, of all these guys, he won this yep. match. So, anyway, dark horse.
0: There is like okay, so there's you know you know I watch all the things that AEW puts on, and um one of the so they they did a huge segment of Hangman's build through BTE. That's really where we found out about him being an anxious millennial cowboy and like why he was self conscious and all of oh, these gorgeous. things. Um and this week they had him back with Dark Order, and one of the things he was saying was like, uh I think the that quote was like. I thought that this championship would make me happy, but it didn't. Talking about the AEW one, and it was sort of, like, alluding to, like, either there's a different championship that makes him happy. So, I don't know. We could see uh, Hangman uh, coming out on top there, but I do think he's probably our longest shot. Good also note from BTE, at the very end of the little segment he was in, he was like, all right, guys, I got to go. I got to get some broom. Who uses brooms for their entrance? The cleaner. The cleaner, Kenny Omega. Come back, Kenny. This is your show. Forbidden Door is your show. Come back to it. And that leads us to who could probably be argued as the other Forbidden Door, who really kicked it down, got this whole thing really going with um, AEW guys crossing over. We have John Moxley versus Tanahashi for the AEW Interim World Championship. Who do you got, and why is it Mox?
2: well it's mocks because this has been this was the immediate plan and the assumption after punk went down and they have built to to weave it into forbidden door has been has sounds like it's going to work they've built it up great in the short period of time they had to do it it's unfortunate in the first place that punk went out but as soon as it happened i think every AEW fan felt in their heart and knew once the interim tournament was announced this was mocks will be Mox's. and you know stroke of good fortune for a lot of reasons it Ended up clo- it's gonna close. It's going to close a book story with Tanahashi also, so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone Mo it's gonna be the summer of Mox instead of the summer of punk, but it's gonna be the 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 winter winter is coming and Punk and Mox are gonna have hopefully an epic clash later this year early next year uh, get better get better punk and um yeah, Mox, that's why Mox is going to go over.
0: Steven, who you got?
3: Yeah, I got Mox too. And uh, I think Mox Punk will be a bigger match, even though Tana Ashley's yeah. one of the best of all time. But um, yeah, I just I see more drama involved in having a Mox Punk match when Punk comes back. So I'm definitely going Mox Punk.
0: Absolutely. TG?
4: I said at the top that this is going to be one of the more unpredictable pay-per-views to call. This to me is the most predictable match. Famous last words. I I, I just can't see any that's so, CG. You know, yeah, I, I just I can't see it doesn't make it wouldn't make no sense for Moxley not to win here. I think this is this was to Elliot's point, this was a situation where they were like, well, Moxley's going to be the interim champion, but let's make lemonade here and, and mm. at least put it put the interim title on the line on the next big show. And that's yeah. this. So I think it's Moxley.
0: Oops.
1: you guys have said it all. I'm 100% in yeah. alignment with you. It's Mox.
0: Um, I think something else that we have seen, uh, especially to, it, was, it was just today, like it's everywhere. Um, ESPN is covering it. Sports Illustrated is covering it. Obviously, uh, Renee had him on oral sessions, but uh, John Moxley is doing a lot of media this week. And in the ESPN story, he was joined by both Eddie Kingston and Tony Khan uh, to make comments. And it's it's not like, hey, check out my big match. Like, he's talking about rehab and like how it felt coming out of rehab and all of that stuff. But I got the interview with Renee. I'm like, you're talking to your wife, of course. Like, if this is the place, you're going to do it. But then I saw, like, continuing different interviews on ESPN, on Sports Illustrated, and things of that nature. Mox is making the round. He's not saying, hey, I'm about to be your new champion, but they are most certainly doing a heavy media scrum with him over this week. Um, so I think we all know who's going home with that interim championship. And Everyone I
2: Everyone go listen to his to his show with Renee. It was fantastic.
0: Oh my God, it's so good. The sessions with Renee, uh, it dropped today. Um, an amazing episode. Um, just we always put our we always put friends over. Right, go listen to Renee's episodes anyway. She has really good uh, interview style. Uh, she brings a really good perspective uh, to the to the interviews that she does. Uh, so it used to be oral sessions. Now it's just the sessions. And speaking of putting our friends over, Steven, where can they follow you? Where can they um, get your podcast? I know you said it's on Facebook. But go ahead and shout that out one more time before we let you go.
3: Yeah, uh, but one thing, we forgot to mention the Women's Championship, I believe. Oh, my God, I forgot Thunder
0: Rosa. (gasps) And
3: that's that's exactly why.
1: This is exactly why. I
2: know.
0: I missed Will it. Looks like I was wait. going down and like checking them all off, and I missed it. AEW, thank you, Stephen. AEW Women's Steven. Championship, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. I think they're gonna take the belt off my girl, Thunder. I think it's going to Tony. Yep,
1: Tony, Tony yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And then Thunder Rosa leaves. Possibly.
3: Uh, my plugs: uh, dot com. Uh, it's on the Facebook page, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at star Stephen and. Uh, be happy to share any links or get any guests on. Um, thanks to Megan, Sheets, and everybody here. For coming and, uh, on. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, man.
0: Come back anytime, man. And uh, once you, you get to training, once you get on your way, please come back and visit us again as we will make sure to put you over properly, stellar Stephen, over <laughs> to the cosmos. Steven. Yep. All right, guys. So, you know, we used to go heel of the week, which I actually have a heel of the week this week, which I'm, I'm still going to do. You guys can do faces, but I need to do my heel first. My heel of the week is children at wrestling shows. Hear me out. So when we were at UEW, there was a young man. Obviously, we all saw the kid last night. First, there was... The- the screechy kid during Pence's match, which I have dubbed Penta kid who was screaming <laughs> Sierra Merdo" like over and over again. And then they were doing the shut the F up chant, but they weren't saying F and AEW cut to a young fan in the front. When we were at the UEW show this weekend, there was some, some young fans that were just straight up out of control. Here's the thing. When you go to a wrestling match, you get a chance to like, Scream things at adults that have never been okay in your entire life. And some kids just can't handle that power. Team and uh, so my heel of the week is the children that can't handle it when they go to a wrestling show and go crazy. Particularly the kids at UA- UEW. Because one of them was like... Beat him up, you sissy. And I was like, bro, it's Pride Month. Ma'am, get your kid. <laughs> like, we have things to do. Uh, get your children and make sure they let them wild out. Let them mark out. Let them have fun. Uh, but uh, get your kids. Don't have them. Don't have them doing too much just because it's their first time they got to yell a cuss word in their life. Agreed. That's my heel of the week. You guys can do a heel or a face. Feel free.
2: I want to do my, I'm going to do a face of the week and I want to give him just kind of one more shout out to double K Chris Keith, and referee Jason, who uh, hosted us on Saturday. Those guys. Yeah. Chris puts on a great card. He's a, he has a great company outside of the, his talking to him outside of, you know, character. He looks like a hell of an individual, and he's Mm -hmm. preparing to move his family to Florida. His whole family was there. His his kids were slapping his hand on his entrance against... He said that that match Saturday against Sledge Gibson was the greatest match of his career. It was a really
0: good match. And, I mean, to his credit, like... Man, he's a great guy outside of the ring. Inside of the ring, he plays a real good scumbag. He was just scummy as they cut. Co- it was funny because Ref Jason said it. He was like, "Ah, it's gonna be some shenanigans." And uh, he he called it between them, uh, between uh, Double K and then uh, so Alpha tr- Inc. that yeah. was on the side. Okay. Well, no, I'm talking about his boys that were on the side causing trouble out right in front Inc., of us. Right? Yep. Big shout out to Sin. Yes, yeah, so Chris. Um, that Chris- was- <laughs>
2: Thank you, Everybody. thank you for the thank you for the cup. We're gonna put uh, UE UEW over uh, constantly and can't, you know can't wait until November when they have their next show in Richmond.
1: Elliot really could be our like heel because he's got so much like UA UE, UEW swag. He had the cup. He didn't use it as a collector's choice. Gee, I Scott, know. What do you do Elliot? Bad what do you do with Elliot? I'm trying to, bu- to be collector of the. Yeah, these are hard. things that should be uh should be collectors' items.
2: They, they, That's it's, how we're
0: gonna keep putting UEW over.
2: Yeah, we're, gonna, we're we're this is a we're doing the long game here, Long-term long term storytelling. Long. You know, lots of stuff.
0: TJ, who is your who
4: you face
0: go? and or heel of the week?
4: You know, I said at the top uh, when I joined the call that it was the injury bug, but I'll pick another one. I and and whether this is face or heel really depends on kind of I guess your perspective. But unironically, my heel of the week was Christian because I just I loved that promo this week. I thought he it was,
0: was so good.
4: Yeah, I thought it was outstanding. And the, the because what it, what I loved about it was not only were there of course the shots that are kind of below the belt and all that on Jungle mm-hmm. Boy, who by the way I didn't realize he was only twenty five years old. He is. He's a yeah, baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Um. Not only was there that part which I really enjoyed, but also it was a great melding of like a the jerk heel sort of in the, in the vein or the, the realm of MJF type heel, but then also the cowardly heel who <laughs> when, when confronted with Luchasaurus resorted to all sorts of like, like didn't, you know, sort of psychologically tried to get him back on his side. Remember what home.
0: happened to Marco. Right.
4: So mm-hmm. I was, I, that was my favorite segment on that whole show this week. So
0: it was really good. And let me just say, If you ever need to be a heel in something, the mock turtleneck in the middle of summer is just beautiful.
2: And let's not also let's not also forget real quick the shirt that Christian put out. The next day, Work. Work <laughs> it? every. It's well worked when when he, when he came into AEW, he had outwork everyone. Yeah, yeah he shirt, worked everyone. His shirt Thursday said "Work everyone." That that's
1: is fantastic. genius. Yeah. That's fantastic.
0: That's yeah. the kind of Christian I'm down for, man. That's the that's the where my piece that Christian I, that I'm down for. Yeah, I'm, I
1: was definitely wondering where he was going to. So I I feel like this is a great spot for him. I was I was I was concerned like Christian was going to because I think he's talented. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and after he had, you know, beaten Kennedy and one, um, Kenny Omega and won the impact belt, I was like, and then he kind of, all of it kind of went away. I was just trying to figure out. what yeah. to do. Um, I'll be quick. You mentioned triple a before and mm-hmm. kind of the, the balance of, uh, the, the politics that are being played between new Japan and triple a, and, and some of the affiliates My I've said on this show over and over again, Lucha brothers are probably my two favorite wrestlers of the, of the yeah. moment right now. Uh, Ray Phoenix is by far just so flat-out amazing. And over the weekend, I, I don't know if he won one or two belts, but he won like the big – like he's he's a big deal champion over there. now, yeah. And I think Ray Phoenix really deserves it in regards to even just coming back from the injury. But before the injury, he was by far my most favorite wrestler to watch. And I just love watching him every time he takes a ring. And, and he is a person that I did not know going into AEW, so the way that ray phoenix has has performed and, and completely won me over the fact that he's got gold that he really cherishes because he a, a lot like the new japan wrestlers i think a lot of the latino wrestlers AAA is there is is the place if they're not holding you know i think they value that championship more than oh yeah than others. so ray phoenix winning that is my face of the week way to go ray phoenix
0: Absolutely. And Elliot, I believe you have a match for us to watch as we go in and prepare for Forbidden Door.
1: Yeah, sure do. So
2: there's a match on the card that is not happening that we wished was happening, which was Zack Sabre Jr. against uh, Brian Danielson. So I want to send everyone, we'll put the link up on the Twitter and the YouTube, but the match I'm recommending is from March 2nd. 2008, a while back. It was a triple X, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. It went over 20 minutes. A very young Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, but he held his own against a very young but already mm-hmm. very well-established uh, Brian Danielson. So that's my match of the week. Um, I wish we were getting it this Saturday, but uh, you know, whoever we're going to see. Saturday, Sunday, Saturday? Sunday.
0: Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, Sunday, Sunday.
2: So that's it. Go see it. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. No, I was going to say a super random weird thing while, while we're getting out of here too. Well, weird for me is that I actually watched AEW Dark in its totality,
0: hey! and very
1: exciting that Blake Christian uh, was the main event against uh, Jay Lethal. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's yeah. If you're not that's familiar, you
0: can catch your boy. They do a lot of promo. Him and uh, no, I, I was actually I more
1: excited about the. uh, I hope I'm saying it right. Is it Blake Christian? Like he's really great mm-hmm. in the Indies. Like great, like a big time uh, young guy that's in there. And um, I know we never talk about this show, but for anyone, NXT is actually doing some really cool things right now. So if you're actually going to watch mm-hmm. NXT, they're doing they're doing some cool stuff. Um, much much cooler than uh, they. You know, two point has actually found a groove. So if you're looking at a show in regards to storytelling as well. So Mm -hmm. A.W. Dark and that are interesting things. So I'll stop there and we'll bring our, our, our host back.
0: There I am. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us at Wrestling Chat with friends. There is a great weekend of wrestling. Make sure you watch something. Make sure you enjoy yourself. And you know here at WCWF, we are a wonderful member of the Family Podcast Movement. Family Movement Pod. She tell me what it is again.
1: So, uh, Family Podcast
0: Network. Isn't that the movement? It was the Family Podcast yeah. Movement. Family Podcast
1: Network. No movement. To family
0: the- Podcast Network. Uh, jump on there. Make sure you follow all the great podcasts coming out of that product. We are WCWF Pod uh, on Twitter. Find us. Follow us. Be friends with us, cause we'll put you over. And Tell over here, friends. it ain't over. So it's a one, two, three. So one, two, three. Catch you guys next week. Peace, peace. Congratulations to Ty. Ty got married. Hey Ty.